So uh, this is a very nice song. Some of these songs are actually lovely that we start the podcast with. Um, hello, welcome listeners. This is the Nature's Footnote podcast with me, Jules Howard and Sam. Sam Taylor, are you there? Hi. Yep, I'm here. Hi, uh, hello. Excellent choice of song today. What's the theme? Um, so this links in with uh, something we're going to be talking about a bit later. So that uh, was called Monkey Business. And true to form, I'm going to completely mispronounce his name, uh, by Class Moldius. I don't know how you say it. But yeah, so we're going to be talking monkeys a bit later. So I thought that was quite a nice bit of music to start with. Absolutely spot on. So yeah, we are later on going to be reviewing uh, Monkey Planet, which is the latest offering from uh, the BBC, which is George McGavin, who I I got a bit of a crush on George McGavin, if I'm (laughs) honest. Um, So yeah, we'll be talking about that. We have got a nice outside broadcast today from uh, one of your friends, Sam, haven't we? Yeah, we have a special guest. It's really exciting. Mm. So that, uh, that sounds really good. We've got an accompanying video as well, which we'll put on the website. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I haven't heard that. So um sounds really good. Um, but first of all, Sam, let's start off. We, we've been doing over, for new listeners, over the past uh, three episodes, we've been doing a bit of a news roundup, starting off um, with myself giving the horrible bad news in the conservation sector, and then, Sam, you've been lifting everyone's moods with some good stories, r- untold good stories uh, from the from the wildlife sector. Not just trying, <laughs> absolutely spanking them out of the park, to be honest, Sam. Um, but we're going to shorten that a little bit. Um, we're going to focus in on um, one each. We might talk about some of the choices we made, but we'll try and focus in on um, one each. The last, uh, I was trying to think about the timings of the last podcast, and they, they're kind of just dribbling in at under an hour, and we're going to try and make it a little bit more honed. Do you think this That's is possible? That's the plan, some? isn't it? Yeah, we're trying it's to make plan. it a bit more sort of concise and less waffly. So. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I am t- totally ready to waffle about Monkey Planet. I can feel it, literally. I'm just filled with things to say. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to have some sort of siren go off okay. when we're just talking utter balls. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, shall I go first then with some bad news? <sighs> yeah, go and hit me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I, I, there was a lot of, there always is a lot of choice, but I, cho- I thought this time I'd choose um, between a handful of quite weird ones. The first I almost included in my list, in my number one, I almost included news that and most, I, I think as far as animal groupings go, um, you know, the IUCN... Uh, releasing information to say that uh, Chelonians, these are like tortoises and turtles, okay. shelled animals, yeah. um, they are now the, I think it's something like the the, the, the most threatened smaller group of vertebrate, oh. alongside primates, the most threatened um, of them all. So I thought, you know, that's pretty bad, that's that's, that's very bad news. Yeah. And the second one, you know this, um, we've talked about Cotridiomycosis, haven't oh, we, before, yeah. this horrible frog fungus uh, that's doing all sorts of damage to frogs around the world. It's in Madagascar. Oh, no! <laughs> Madagascar, obviously, you know, one of these hotspots for amphibians and all sorts of other uh, all sorts of other animals, and it's there. And this disease moves very quickly, indeed. So, um, so that was also pretty sad news, very scary news. Um, but in the end, I focused on um, this is my number one. Mm-hmm. My number one bad news, but it's also good news and very interesting news, is about this Malta massacre. Ah. Do you know much about um, the Maltese and their love of shooting gorgeous birds? Um, no, only it's only kind of mentioned vaguely so when everyone talks about Malta. Say, oh, what a lovely place to go! All oh, but the you know terrible things happen to birds there. So I didn't know very much about it. But Chris Packham's having a big 
thing, isn't he, at the moment? He is, absolutely. And, like, you know, it goes without saying that, you know, Chris Backham, the guy's an absolute legend. Um, but what I, what I absolutely admire him for is he's obviously been pushing for quite a while mm. to get publicity about this um, annual uh, massacre, basically, that goes on as migratory birds move overhead uh, in Malta. And obviously no one's bitten. And in fact, his website says, I'm just looking at it now, actually, it says, you know, I've been trying to stimulate TV programmes uh, and encourage um, UK bird charities to campaign to raise awareness of this issue to no avail. Mm. So he's obviously just thought, oh, screw this. Yeah, I'll, just go I'll and do it. Take Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's done, um, <coughs> honestly, have you seen these web dives? Yeah, I've watched the first the one and was impressed, oh, actually. I was really impressed because it's, it's very, um, we've got to be so careful, haven't you, in, in how you criticise another country for how they treat their wildlife and I love the fact that he's saying he's talking to people who from Malta they're saying we don't want this to happen anymore it's really old-fashioned that kind of thing it's not patronising it's not him stomping around <laughs> no it's very no, sensitive it is sensitive and like you said it's a sensitive issue and there's long um you know held traditions mm. here um, but it's just, I, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. It's, what's so lovely is to see um, it kind of covered in a more brutal kind of way. So the, the episode that I saw today, which is episode four, um, Chris is, and his little team are in a, they go to a vet's and they're literally, you know, taking out boxes mm. of um, birds of prey like kestrels and Montague's harriers and these little poor little birds are having their little wings x-rayed mm. and the weird thing is you'd expect them to be freaking out but these birds are just really really kind of relaxed mm. but um, but anyway yeah you see in the x-rays all of the, 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 the lead shot and the things like that and oh this, this bit at the end it was just it was harrowing it's worth watching mm. but they got this montague's harrier and it had got a bit of shot in the joint in its um in its wing and the vet comes in and says look we're gonna have to put it down and i'm not kidding just just thinking about it. i'm not one of them mm. that just weeps openly but just thinking about this little montague's harrier was really it mm. was horrible and they filmed it being put down oh, with um, like a lethal injection um, but they didn't show the bird. But obviously, Chris was holding the bird as the vet was oh. um, putting this this it's beautiful harrier down. And needless to say, oh, he was he was in bits. Yeah. He was absolutely choked up about it. And like I say, I can't believe I'm getting you're a bit choked up as well, as well. Just thinking no, about it. Getting, but yeah. honestly, it's really worth saying. You wouldn't see that on TV because no, I think they'd wouldn't. be scared. Mm. And it's in in some ways, it's, this is uh, you know, I wonder if this is like the future of of mm. telly in some ways you know that a presenter can just sort of go actually I want to, I'll I do what I want you. and see how many people watch yeah. but I don't know it's it's for anyone listening I know you're probably thinking oh my god why would I want to see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone putting down <laughs> a bloody bird but it's um, it is it kind of one of those things thinking. that like it, it's, it, it sends home I suppose that you know crazy things happen on what is essentially like EU yeah. territory and should be following I guess EU law well, yeah, so, anyway it? I'll stop rabbiting on it it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of nasty one this week yeah. but it could be it could end up being a really good one if more people um, watch those videos and, and share them yeah. so thing to do it's nice and easy Chris Packham's so cool instead of just like you know making a separate website he's just simply completely changed his own website mm. and it's now just like a massive what you can do about the Malta massacre on migration yeah. uh, thing but anyway cool. head there it's www.chrispackham.co.uk cool no that sounds great so 
Interesting. Bad. Well, it sounds goodies. bad, but it, you know, but, but I guess that's it, isn't it? It's good when you see someone taking action about something that is so dreadful and illegal. I think that's the other point, isn't it? That they are, they're going against the legislation that says you shouldn't be shooting birds at this time of year and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, sorry, I'm waffling now. So <laughs> to lighten the mood after that, um, I've got sort of three stories and I'm going to focus in on one. Um, I saw an article uh, about a new wildlife sanctuary which is opened in Scotland and um, it's a proper sanctuary. It's releasing wild animals back into the wild after they've been injured and um, they've had a lot of success and they, they, they've released thousands of animals since they've had the funding and stuff. So I just thought that was, you know, it's really nice to... to think that that can happen um the my other two are a bit sort of linked so the um rhs the royal horticultural society released some research saying that non-native garden plants are actually beneficial for our native wildlife which i thought was quite interesting because there's always this kind of debate we talked about rhododendrons a bit last time and that kind of no everything should be native whatever that means in your garden if you're going to have a wildlife garden so interesting bit of research and then sort of linked to that i suppose my number one story um is uh it's not a biggie but it's interesting it's a story from the independent and they talk to loads of different people saying that bee friendly gardening has really taken off and all the a lot of garden centers are seeing increases in the sale of plants like lavender and things that specifically really helpful for bees and people are buying them because they know that bees are having a hard time and I just thought that it's so interesting that the bee message is quite a big success story in conservation this is something that is really you know percolating down all the different layers everyone knows bees are having a really hard time and people are now starting to act and think of their gardens in a a slightly different way Um, and it's just quite interesting that it's an invertebrate animal that this has happened to well, I, I I think it's partly because you've got quite a few different organisations talking about it. So obviously you've got Bug Life, um, Friends of the Earth. Um, I'm going to be talking about. The, I was going to give them a plug at the end. Friends of the Earth have got a big bee thing going on at the moment. Um, in the Independent article, National Trust I get a mention. Um, so I think it's like it's almost like a movement. It's become a bit of a movement. There's a lot of organisations. There's a lot of individuals talking about it, um, and kind of just hammering it home. Do you think is that it? Yeah, I think I think that's like you say. There is they they span a lot of boundaries, don't they? Mm. Bees in that respect, and in fact, they have that obvious, obvious relationship with flowers. So yeah, I guess you've got multiple power, multiple streams, all sending out good messages. It's great. It's like you say, the, the organisations, especially Friends of the Earth, actually, were quite interesting how they've uh, sort of attached themselves to bees in recent years yeah. as well. And also, you've got um, uh, Bayer. Do you you know Bayer Bauer? These are their, their, their pesticides. Companies. Oh, right. And they also, and, uh, the less said about this, the better, but they also have a very amazing set of resources about how to care for bees. Really? Um, ironically. And like, uh, In fact, they were offering an, well, I think they were offering an award scheme to help communities do better for bees, which is, you know. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure their, their intentions are, you know, very, hmm. very good there. But yeah, also nice to see industry, I suppose. Maybe there's more space for industry to do yeah. more um, about the issue. But no, no, like you say, that's really, really good news. They're all so furry. What do you think of that? Yeah. I wonder if the furriness sometimes... I know they're not all, but I, I, I wonder if the furriness kind of helps. I think that might help. They're quite cute, aren't they? They are like... Mm. They're not as sort of shiny, lots of legs. I don't know. They they are maybe a bit, little bit more 
furry, cute-looking. And cynically, I guess the other thing is, the other reason maybe this campaign is, is working is that there's that thing about every fourth mouthful of our food or whatever it is depends on bees. So we're doing it to save ourselves, possibly. Yes, and also I think like... Uh... You know, be funny enough over Easter. We got. I've just never seen so much chocolate. I've never seen so much chocolate. We just <laughs> lots and lots of Easter eggs given to yeah. um, the girls oh, and yeah, stuff. I say the girls, but obviously we're going to have them. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking about the chocolate and about what pollinates mm. uh, what pollinates it. And uh, it's not. I, I just assumed it was bees, but it's not. It's actually cocoa's pollinated. You probably know this. I didn't, but it's pollinated by a little midge. No, I didn't. A special know that. little family of midges. Really? Um, yeah. And so, without the, you know, if there's no bees, we would probably still have cocoa. Mm. We'd still have chocolate. It's the midges. You know, that they're the ones that we need. So, mm. like, maybe bees are kind of like a, a showpiece species yeah. for a wider kind of message. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, po- po- all pollinators are important, and I guess that's one of the things because yeah. some wasps are pollinators as well, aren't they? And when yeah, everyone has, course, gets yeah. into that kind of like, what's the point of wasps? <laughs> kind of <laughs> conversation. Um, that's obviously one of the points of them, but it's it's a hard. Maybe they're a bit of a harder sell than the fairy little bees. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's um, that's a lovely one, actually. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, really nice. I didn't even know anything about that. That's really cool. Um, do you know what, Sam? We've done the. I've done the, the. You know, we were talking about what's in today's show and stuff like that, yeah. and we went straight on to news. Yeah. I forgot to. We were going to talk about if anyone had sent any messages from the oh, last yeah. episode. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? I'd love to say, oh, I'll edit this podcast and and put it the right way around, but I Stop don't it. think you're going to. No, you won't. It's fine. So listeners, uh, we're going to flip back, <laughs> mix it up a um, bit, and uh, yeah, mix it up a bit, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Sam, did you have? Because obviously, you know. I'm a Facebook. I'm not a Facebook anymore. No. I don't know what's going on there. So just what's going on? Um, so uh, Lucy has made my life. <laughs> Lovely Lucy Benyon, who um, we both work with at Frog Life, um, has added some photos for our gallery, our very silly gallery of unseen wildlife. Um, so she sent really some really funny pictures out of focus. Maybe is that a beaver in the distance kind of thing? So I've added those uh, to the Facebook um, gallery, and um, I don't, I'm going to pronounce this wrong as well. But Tadaja on Twitter also sent a photo of a hole. Um, apparently, it was created by <laughs> Clark's mining bee, and she got the photo just as the bee flew away. So they're great. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, it's really funny. Um, and then uh, Ryan on Twitter, Ryan Clark. Um, I noticed that he always bigs up and listens to the show and sort of recommends it and everything, which is really lovely. And I think we've had a go Ryan moment for him before because he's getting very near the end of his degree. So he must be getting closer now. So go Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely go Ryan. It's, Ryan keeps me very amused every morning when I'm checking Twitter and it's like, um, you know, well, I'm just sitting on the sofa just trying to clean the living room for, you know, carnage wakes up um uh, ryan's giving updates on his moth trap and i don't ever get out there with a moth trap anymore so i'm living my um you know my naturalist youth through uh, people like ryan so yeah very vicariously so yeah i agree good luck ryan that's lovely (laughs) cool oh and then so another another person this kind of links us on actually this is the best way to do it you did it right let's pretend we mentioned it this way around okay um so tracy roberts uh has uh, given us a mention and stuff on on twitter before and she is also our special guest for the outdoor bit 
That is absolutely lovely. Dun, dun. So set the scene. For okay. Us. So uh, my friend Tracy is um, a bit of an amateur photographer, and she currently lives in London. And she sent me this video uh, that she filmed while she was cycling in Bushy Park over Easter. And we'll put it up so everyone can see. But it's lovely, amazing little bit of film of one of those just chance encounters you can have, even in a city. Um, with some pretty big, impressive wildlife. Uh, so I asked her then to record a little, a little explanation of what she saw and what it was like and everything. So, um, so yeah, we can cut to that now. Hi, my name's Tracy and I live in London. And during the Easter holidays, the weather was amazing and the roads were very quiet. So I set off on my bike to Bushy Park, which is in Teddington, South West London. It's a beautiful day, really sunny, um, blue skies, very warm, t-shirt weather on the bike. So as is my uh, desire, I cut off down um, non-cycle paths really through the park, uh, little cut-throughs where the kids wouldn't be hanging around. And then before I knew it, I found myself in amongst deer either side of me, so a bit of a panic, but um, drove very, very slowly and tried not to look any in the eye. And that was all fine, and they seemed quite tame. They were very young deer. There were no big ones with antlers or anything. Then I made my way to... There's a couple of lakes, actually, and I made my way to uh, one of the lakes furthest away from the car park. And there was quite a lot of people around because, you know, bright sky, blue skies, water, lots of people, ducks, swans, little small people feeding uh, feeding the ducks, etc., and swans and geese. And a lot, or a bit, I heard of about 20 or 30 deer were sitting under a, was, was kind of milling around under a tree right on the edge of the river, uh, lake. And so, without further ado, I think due to some loud squalling uh, little people they decided to go off for a little swim so there they were about 20 deer youngsters all set off to swim and they were swimming kind of round in an arc thinking that they'd get out but then they realised that some woman was there with a video camera and they ended up they ended up swimming out and then swimming back in the same direction from whence they came. So, and then they were jumping up in the water, splashing around, and having a really good time. So, I believe there's some footage kicking around somewhere, so you'll be able to uh, see what I saw, which is quite amazing. Sam, that was absolutely. It was just lovely, really nice. Was and I had okay? a quick look, actually. Um, uh, we had a little pause there, listeners. I had a little look at the um, at the video as well. And it's actually definitely, definitely worth having a look at. And it's going to be on the, on the whatever, the, 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 the nature's footnote podcast.blogspot.com. <laughs> um, it's going to be whatever on that webpage. Um, but have a little look. It's yeah. embedded there. It's really, really, really... Uh, really weird actually i never never just knew magical, that they could isn't it? sort of just spontaneously just go let's all go for a swim 
it's wonderful, isn't it? And I can see how it would be a little bit scary because they are very close and they're very big and kind of be in the middle of them like that. I can Trace sounded a little bit scared yeah, she at did. one point when she was talking about it. But it was it. funny hearing um, all of so the people in the background magic. as well and you got really got a feel for how what a, uh, an urban situation yeah. that was. You know what I mean? It was really yeah. cool. So amazing. Really Just nice. Just going for a little spin. So, if, if you are listening to that and thinking oh do you know what I do stuff like that all the time then just record it on your phone and send it to us and yeah we would love to put it on because actually I think that works better yeah. than me and you running around doing stuff because it's nice you get a feel <laughs> for um, yeah, yeah what, what, what people are doing and out also there. Well, you also, you might, if, if you're out there and you see something and you record it, it's a bit different to us going, right, I'm going to go and find a thing. And then I was not finding it, which is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> or you get me fumbling around <laughs> looking for silverfish, for goodness sake. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, do get in touch. Uh, Sam, you're on Twitter on, is it at Sam Draws Things? At Sam Draws Things. And yeah, I'm at Jules L. Howard. Um, I'm sure. I was just thinking, like, what's funny that we never talk about all the L's for? The L's for um, Leopold. No, it's not. It's for um, <laughs> it's for Lewis. I should have. I should have. Lewis. That could have been, you know, something I dragged on for weeks and weeks. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I Rubbish. did have at Jules Howard. It's really annoying because lots of sometimes that appears on things at Jules Howard. Um, and I'm always like, oh, no, it's that J- Jules L. Howard. And I had Jules L. Howard. And then I thought, oh, I know. I'll just go really, I'll go really sort of, you know, modern and give myself like a, what's the word when you give yourself a, like an avatar name kind of thing? And it was something ridiculous. And then I thought, no, I'm going to go back to Jules Howard. And in the meantime, someone, a, another Jules Howard, uh, a lesser yay. Jules Howard, uh, who's an Ipswich <laughs> town supporter, um, stole it. And I obviously, you know. Fair enough, she's got it That's now. It. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Jules L. Howard. Just like I noticed, Chris Packham is Chris G. Packham, isn't he? I think he's, I don't think yeah, even he weird, could get it? the name. So, um, wow. so anyway, what the hell are we talking about that for? I've just um, gone off. On yeah, a do get in touch. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you, really. So, yeah, um, absolutely. so we started off this podcast uh, talking about uh, well, no, the music. Sorry, what what's that song called? It was like monkeys. Monkey business, yeah, or something, monkey business, wasn't it? Yeah, it. monkey business. Um, and of course, that was a link to um, what we're now going to talk about, which is a review of uh, the BBC's Monkey Planet, um, which is, as in typical fashion, we've seen them all, and I think it has it ended now. I think uh, it was a three-episode. Yeah. Uh, it was a three, um, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... It... Oh, but you owe me a point, because Ben... <laughs> Sorry, <Okay, go> <laughs> interrupting. You owe me a point. Because we said Ben Jared wasn't on iPlayer when we did the review last time. But I'm pretty sure this still is. Okay. It was this time, morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll next actually physically see you, Sam, to give you this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think this one is still uh, online and it is worth watching. Shall I set up the premise for those who didn't see it? I yeah. think it did pretty well. There's certainly quite a lot of Twitter buzz about Twitter buzz mm. about it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's their 60 minute shows. It's a little bit. Um, it reminded me a bit of like Planet Earth or something like that, where they've got like six stories that are just sumptuously shot, and it moves around mm. the planet telling those stories. Um, but obviously presented uh, with George McGavin. So George, instead of like lovely long shots of deserts and stuff like that, George is actually in there amongst the Galada baboons as they stuff their faces with grass. And uh, there's a lot of stories in there. A lot of them are primate stories that we know quite well. So chimps and orangutans feature pretty heavily and gibbons, of course. Bonobos. And yeah, of course, bonobos. Um, and there was so- some really unusual stories as well. That one about the um, 
Now, what were they? Um, ah, the ones that were in the cave. Do you know the ones? Ah, they just like yes. Were they I thought they were b- so baboons. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, they they uh, living on the, the the plains is very hot. There's lots of predators about. So what do you do? You just find a little hole and you live in the cave system at night. And it, they had these um, cameras, didn't they? That that could you know sort of see in the dark. And you could see these yeah. these baboons mincing about in the dark, trying to follow one another, just feeling with their hands. It was and weird. occasionally fighting because they kind of like yeah trod on each other. And then one of them like one of them would just rah, go rah, rah. and then they would all go. Oh my god, what's going on? There's someone in there. They would all get into a little panic and then. They'd have to calm down again. <laughs> I think I think that silly baboon noise has just has just possibly broken my new mic. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's it, that was really quite kind of eerie, really kind of eerie. Yeah. But what did you make of it, though, Sam? Okay, so <laughs> so the, uh, I need to explain a bit about about my feelings about primates. Um, so I don't think I would have watched this if I hadn't seen Sam Pearson on Twitter had a bit a little a little dig at the fact that it probably should have been called primate planet rather than monkey planet because if it was just about monkeys i probably wouldn't have watched it because i don't really like monkeys what is there not to like about monkeys they freak me out and i have so i partly watched it going why don't i like monkeys this is really weird and uh, i've basically discovered my inner prudish victorian and (laughs) so i've got like a bit of a filter and i don't like monkeys that it would be embarrassing to be related to and have round for dinner. Um, so, so is this a, is this a long <laughs> protruding nipples thing, or is it a big big yeah, red arse? Yeah, thing? yeah, any of that. So any like weird genitalia, <laughs> dodgy sexual behaviour, violence. I'm just a bit embarrassed by lemurs. Lovely, <laughs> like them. They're really nice. Orangutans. I'm happy with them. Anything that gets a bit like embarrassing. <laughs> You're like a bit too human looking. I don't like them. You're like a sort of Nazi dictator primate where you're like you're selecting the ones you like and the ones that you don't. It's so weird. I've got and I really hate hierarchies yeah, and stuff in, in I animals. I must say that surprised yeah, and, and, me a bit. I thought you would be much more kind of like, oh, you know, our primates are amazing. Look at their long legs and look at how fast they are. Look what they do and stuff like that. And you, you've 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 surprised me, Sam, on that. To be honest, yeah, I surprised myself. It was weird. So part of it was me watching it, going, oh, those ones are okay. Oh, I don't like those ones. Oh, I like those. Oh, there. Oh no. So it was really weird. But uh, on the, hang on, oh, Sam. Anyway. I'm not done with you yet. Hold on. So leave. Lemurs, uh, like Lemurs. you say, they are gorgeous. I awesome. love their little, like, their kind of pokey eyes. Uh, but a marmoset, you know, like, if, if they're yeah, tested face to face, what are you picking out about the marmoset that you just don't like? I don't I know, it's weird. No, marmosets are kind of okay. It's baboons, it's the big bottoms. Okay. It's the anger. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's like sex and It's the misogyny you don't like. Maybe that's this it. kind of like you know these powerful males <laughs> and these like females that just hang around in little groups looking a bit afraid. Maybe that's mm, it. Well. Yeah, it's weird. Any but anyway, my own personal prejudices about monkeys aside, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting, and yeah, there was some of the stuff that you kind of knew and you, you knew you were going to get and you've seen it before. Um, but there was some really lovely new stuff. Um, it was beautifully shot, mm. wasn't it? There was some just real moments of. <gasps> I think there was, there was one wow. of the bits that I was I was on a train uh, watching it, and um, the there's a. Uh, a kind of long shot of Gibbons just really, 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 really swinging through the the, the canopy 
in it was mm. in, normally we see that we're used to with the BBC seeing this in real slow motion, but actually to see it in fast motion from a long distance, you've got a much better feeling of actually the calculations involved in mm. every single swing. They're just going, where are we going to land? Where are we going to, what are we going to grab? What am I going to swing from next? And it's just <laughs> like their head must be churning out, you know, mathematical equations to work out yeah. exactly the, 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 the best direction to to swing with each swing kind of thing. It's really amazing to yeah. see that. And it was so good that um, someone next to me was watching, you know, you sat there. Have you ever oh, done that? And you sort of, you just, you just go, wow. And you look up and it, the other person's also going, oh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I thought, well, as soon as I saw that, oh. I thought, that's a very, very good sign. That's what the BBC must want is for us all to go, wow, and yeah. kind of share. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of physically yeah. share the, 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 the amazement at it. And what do we think of George? Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's great, isn't he? I always thought he was a bug person. Yeah. In my head as a bug man. But he's obviously much... Broader there's obviously that. something um, I, th- I mean he is a bug man I think um, there's obviously something that, 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 that the powers that be at the BBC have selected about him that they rather quite like he's obviously you know he's done a lot academically um, but you know whether it's this kind of slightly hu- I think he's a bit huggable yeah there's something very I, I can't quite put my finger on what I, what I like about him but he seems very down to earth and approachable and the way he interacted with the animals was really interesting yeah. where there was that was it an orangutan that was trying to lick his eyeball yeah <laughs> and that was just so and funny when, um, and when the, uh, the chimps were they were with the were they called the mamas the ladies that are looking after yeah. these orphan chimps and you could see there he was sort of they were mucking about on his lap and later on he mentioned his little daughter and I thought I, could t- I knew that he'd, he had you know, mm, he had been around the kids the way he was treating these lovely little chimps. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I mean, my only... It's not a gripe, really, but I, I... You must have thought, right, a couple of times, what is this about? So, within ten minutes of the first episode, I was sat there thinking, okay, I wasn't fully convinced at first, if I'm totally honest. And within mm. about... Uh, it was talk, It started off with Japanese macaques, and obviously the, the fact they can... Well, I think they're the most northerly distributed primate and that they can withstand these, these see- months and months of real yes. frozen temperatures. Yeah. Was that the bit where he took his clothes yeah. off? Yeah, so like, it's, cl- it's pretty obvious. Weird, I think it? even a six-year-old <laughs> could work out that macaques get, get... The main reason they can survive out there is with the massive pelts that they've got. Um, and it was interesting yeah. they showed that they do huddle together, but that's no surprise. Lots of animals huddle together. You know, wrens do that in our gardens. But um, it was just the fact that, yeah, yeah, humans, we're not we're not so good with the cold, so um, I'm just <laughs> going to take this off. Oh, I take my trousers <laughs> off and watch what happens with the thermal camera. And, and literally, it's, it's ten minutes in, it's like, what, oh, what, what a big surprise, you know. Oh, your yeah. feet are getting cold. That is absolutely shocking news. <laughs> so it was a little bit like that at first. Oh, and I thought, I've got I hope to love not- a thermal camera, though. Yeah, but then what about the bit when George was like um, with the II and it was um, it was going it was the II's finger was cold. (laughs) They had obviously this very you know this long protruding finger and. uh, normally it's got no not much blood in it so it's quite cold and then when it wants to prime it up ready for some damn good probing of something it fills it with blood and you could see couldn't you with the thermal camera it, yeah, it, this finger was it was really cool. amazing but then just midway through George is like yeah thermal cameras are great look you can see my moustache you can see the air coming out of my nost- nostrils you know warming up my moustache and like yeah, literally as soon as he said that I was you could see his top lip just like kind of pulsing <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. heat and uh, I said this in the blog like I just spent the next five minutes wondering what his breath would feel like on my neck <laughs> so like uh, you know it's, that's not okay. a bad thing you know maybe they should be showing about that 
But I'm just saying, like, it's sometimes they, there's a little, maybe, maybe there's a line in terms of how uh, involved the presenter should be in what he's talking about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I felt yeah, like I see what you mean. it gets a bit distracting. It does, maybe. and uh, I can, I can. There was some that was fine. You know, he was saying about how humans are so crap in trees, and I'm, I've got no problems with sending him to the top of the biggest tree and looking at him cack his pants basically <laughs> um, so no problems there but it's just sometimes you know I don't know I don't yeah. know it wasn't that noticeable but I guess yeah I mean I quite like that a little bit because I, I, one of the things that worries me about about that kind of a, you know we're all primates thing and this animal hierarchy thing that always infuriates me is the feeling that we're like the ultimate evolution yeah, oh, absolutely. somehow that it's all it was all heading towards us and we're like the best ones so maybe he was trying to bring us down a bit and kind of say you know it's not like that we're just quite adapted to this kind of situation but put us in this situation and we're pumps yeah kind of thing. and i don't maybe it was just trying to bring us humans down at all not sure too i'm not sure but yeah i, t- I take your point it can be a bit distracting yeah and no, you're, you're absolutely right it did that really really well um in terms of not showing us off as, as you know as a, as evolved and a, as advanced as anything mm. else um i think it achieved that and there was a few shots actually that were very underhand where they showed say they showed the orangutan i think it was an orphaned orangutan or something like that at the beginning of the first episode and they showed george kind of walking behind it and he's got a, he's got the sort of frame i think i'm doomed to get but he's not you know he's not he's not you know like a <laughs> He's not got like a cyclist's body, has he? You know, so he's got like a normal adult, if you ask me, the sort yeah. of gait of him, if you like, an almost adult male. And the way he was walking, he's kind of swaggering his hips a little bit, McGavin was, as he was walking. And I was thinking, actually, when you look at us like that, you see a real similarity between mm. when other primates are walking on two legs as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So there was a few shots yeah. like that. That's obviously what they were playing for. Um, and yeah. it was, yeah, it was nice, nice to see that. Yeah, so have to, I mean, the, the amazing bit for that when we, was the bits in the final episode. I mean, I did cry <laughs> at the bit where they where they had all the animals that were kind of looked like they were mourning or were really upset about losing. I think there was a there was a lemur with a baby that looked very ill, and then there was a dead. Or a, I think it might have been a macaque that carried around its baby for, that had died for five oh. days, and like it was it was really interesting when when they when he was sort of saying how asking the question really how similar are we and where is the line and that kind of thing and then they had um the bonobo who was toasting marshmallows oh yeah and yeah that was awesome and it just made me think about my dog this is really silly so shadow made a lot of noise in the last episode <laughs> and um <laughs> and he's a complete foodaholic food is his favorite thing and he eats really quickly and there's the thought of if you gave shadow a bark of marshmallows and said okay they'll taste better if you wait a bit longer put them on a stick and hold them on a fire or you can just <laughs> shove your face in the bag and eat them now i know what shadow would do but to watch this bonobo say carefully putting marshmallows on a stick and putting them on the fire and pulling them off again and and, and they were obviously hot and he was being really careful and i just thought how interesting just how yeah. amazing that he's well, d- got to that sort this, of this uh like the delayed um what's the word delayed satisfaction delayed gratification, D- delayed gratification. Yeah. yeah and like you say i wonder if how many animals can do that yeah, yeah. i have trouble to be honest if i'm honest yeah, no, um, <laughs> so uh so no it is definitely worth watching on iplayer there's a link on yeah. the on the uh, podcast uh, page for this episode four um it's it's great it's really good Congratulations, everyone yeah. involved in that one. Yeah, really beautiful. Um, so, uh, so what should we do next time? We always we always kind of forget. We finish one, and then it's like, what should we do next time? I don't. 
I don't know. I haven't really noticed what's what's out there. About. Do you know what I'm what very quickly going to mention? This is this is like Kiddie's Corner. Um, there is something called uh, it's it's on CBeebies, and right. I spend a lot of time watching CBeebies. <laughs> um, but it's it's called Mini Beasts. It's called something like Mini Beast Adventure with Jess or Mini Beast Safari with Jess, and it's on. Okay. I can't remember exactly when it's on. Um, it's on their 10 minute shows and they just seem to be quite evenly spread throughout the week with um, someone who's on Twitter actually called, I think she's at zoologist, I'm going to guess this at zoologist underscore, underscore Jess um, and she's like, she's like a she's not even graduated I don't think but anyway she's got this gig uh, with CBeebies and she just basically hangs around with kids and talks about things like cocoons and caterpillars and beetles and stuff like that but it's really nice wow. and I, the, the episode that I saw it was all girls basically and uh, you know having you know having experience of working with children and nature you know it's really nice to see girls targeted and stop them being namby-pamby yeah. about it you know honestly our little little girl if she sees a spider it's, even if it's a money spider it's like all she can think about is getting it out of you know like Daddy, here's a spider and it's like where yeah. on earth does this come from so it's good to see that kind of tackled so I'm just going to throw that one in there so it's like I say mini beast oh. adventure with Jess <laughs> it's such a cute little oh, title sounds- as well that, sorry, I'm on. I'm making. I'm on the CBeebies website, and it talks to you. So I'm really sorry if you've got some weird noise in the background there. It sounds lovely. It looks really nice and really like approachable, friendly way of talking about yeah, yeah creatures that weirdly we can be quite scared yes. of. I am quite scared well, of yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, you know, over them. But that's great. So, um, so yeah, we'll have a think Sorry, about what we re- want to review next time, it, listeners. If you're if you're thinking, oh, they need to review that, let us know. Uh, give us a shout, and we will uh, review it. I think we should do something ridiculous, like something on Discovery Channel or something really, really like. It was too BBC focused. We should pick out a real horror that's show um, from yeah. Discovery or something like that. And that's a good idea. Yeah, because also we always really like everything, yeah. don't we? So maybe we should pick something that we don't, that we have issues with. <laughs> have a massive yeah. rant. Okay, yeah, no, that sounds <laughs> lovely. Um, Excellent. Sam, what else have we got to do? Oh, yeah, we always have a little bit. We, um, we plug something. What have you got to plug? That's it. Um, so I'm going to stay on my bee mission, and I was just going to um, say go and do something for bees. Um, Friends of the Earth um, have got a really lovely website. Um, I think you do, you do make a donation, but they send you packet of wildflower seeds a bee identification shot and there and if you go on their map you get a little flower on you when you when you sign up and so then you can see this map of the uk all covered with flowers and it's just really cool but you don't have to do that you could just go and you know buy a lavender plant or or something uh, or and, and if you don't have a garden you can give it to someone that does um but i just think it's really exciting that there is this groundswell of activity to help bees and other pollinators as well. Lovely. So yeah, go bees. Yeah, what's that website again? So this is Friends of the Earth. So it's foe.co.uk. Cool. And mine, um, I guess, is just that Chris Packham one. So it's nice and easy. It's just www.chrispackham.co.uk. And it's one of those ones. It's just just spread the word about it, I suppose. Mm. Um, so I think you can. There's a way as well to lobby your or, or write to your MP as well. Yeah, they've got some kind of petition and stuff. Yeah. So they? get that done. Um, and then yeah keep in touch with us so like I said Sam you're at Sam Draws Things I'm at Jules L. Howard as we discovered and um, (laughs) yeah also Sam what's the Facebook stuff I really really I think we should just keep pushing this idea about uh, animals that you fail to photograph because I think that's one of those things that will just run and run I think it's a really good (laughs) idea so how do we do that 
Um, okay, well, you can you can tweet either of them, uh, either of us with your pictures, and I can stick them in the gallery, or you can share them if you can find the Nature's Footnote podcast page on Facebook. If you just search for it, and then we'll put links up to it and everything everywhere as well. Um, and have a look through what's on there at the moment. As I said, the photos from Lucy and Tadaja on Twitter are really funny, and it's just really nice, I think, to have somewhere to put those yeah. photos because we've all got them, and they are quite funny. <laughs> um, and all together, they they just make a really funny little collection. So yeah, please. Please do share your rubbish photos with us. Okay, wonderful. So uh, thank you very much for listening. We will be about, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks. We'll have another one ready. But do spread the word about the podcast. We want lots and lots of listeners. And uh, yeah, just like I said, keep in touch. So thank you ever so much, Sam. Brilliant as always. Thank thank you. you. That was fun. So yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.